0: Last week, I had the pleasure of having Dr. Jeff McCausland on the show. Jeff is a retired colonel in the U.S. Army, and Jeff was talking about how he built Diamond Six, which is a leadership company based in the States, and Jeff takes his clients through some wonderful experiential programs by bringing them to battlefield sites And I thought that was a very timely episode, given where we are right now, the leadership lessons which can be learned from amazing people like Vladimir Zelensky in the Ukraine. So if you've not heard episode 181, go back, please, and listen to that episode. This week, we're going to talk about what I call white space. In fact, it's not what I call, it's what many people call white space business opportunities, because as the owner of a training learning and development brand your goal is to deliver programs which answer your customers talent development needs, true isn't it? So your workshops, your programs help your customers to achieve their learning goals, their earning goals, to upskill their people, to impact their leaders, you know, hit their business goals. But what are the goals that you're not serving? Are there programs that your customer needs but you perhaps have overlooked? You're not delivering them because there are probably somewhere gaps in your offering. Those gaps are what we call white space. And when we conduct what's called white space analysis, it's actually very simple. These holes or areas of white space represent a business opportunity for you and your training business, particularly when you can spot them, understand them and fill them. So, in this week's episode, what exactly does the term white space mean? Let's look at that and make it simple. Which questions should you ask yourself as you carry out this exercise? How do you find out where the business opportunities are and what to do to meet them profitably? This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey. And welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. It's my pleasure each week to host an episode of the show, The Training Business Podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. If it's not your first time here, welcome back. This is the show for people like you, like me, people who are trainers, coaches, facilitators, consultants. You and I work in helping other people's employees. We help teams in the corporate space, organizations, peoples, teams to develop skills, to become more resilient, to learn marketing, to become better salespeople or whatever that is that you help people to do. Maybe you train in leadership, maybe you train in compliance, maybe you train in customer care. This is the show for people like you, like me, who make a living from taking our experience, crafting it, developing it in the form of programs and workshops and selling them to people who pay us to do that work. That's my summary of what this show is all about. It's helping you to, every week, think of the business opportunities that you and I are lucky to avail of, because this is what the show is about. It's not about training theory or adult education theory. There is, of course, an opportunity to discuss these things. But most of what I do on the show is to bring some kind of guest story or examples, or even some kinds of conversation one-to-one, which is the case this week where it's just you and I, and we talk through some concept which can help you and your business as a business owner. And that's the key word for me, business, training business. Because as the owner of a training, learning, and development brand, your goal is to deliver programs which answer, solve customer problems, but profitably for you. Okay, so white space means mapping client needs, whether we can solve them or not. Okay, so a very simple place to begin this week is to take a piece of paper or even a whiteboard and simply write your client's brands or names, perhaps down the left hand side of that piece of paper. Okay, take a moment perhaps now to do that. Grab a pen or pencil or bring up something on screen and down the left hand side. Write the names, you know, maybe like a spreadsheet, client A, client B, client C, maybe two or three clients or four or five. And this works, by the way, even if you're an associate trainer, if you're working uh, indirectly for someone else's clients, that's okay. Write then across the top now, across the top, the different programs that you offer. Maybe you deliver some leadership training, perhaps some customer care training, some IT training. Um, some mental health training, whatever that thing is for you. Think of the programs which you offer across the top, you know, presentation skills, training, coaching, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff is across the top. Down the left-hand side are the different companies for whom you deliver these things. Now, what you have in effect is a grid, okay, like a chessboard. Down the left-hand side, company names, companies whom you deliver stuff for across the top are the programs which you provide to those companies. Now, what you might begin to notice is that, and I'm perhaps, this is a guess here, but I'm thinking that you might actually realize there are some holes on the board. There are some blank spaces where you may not yet have offered particular products Or services to some of these clients. It's the world's simplest exercise, really. Names of clients down the left hand side, names of products or programs or workshops or events that you run can offer, can sell across the top. And if you look at this diagram, this grid, more than likely there are things which you've realized you're not yet offering to company B, but you are offering it to company A. So maybe you're running, let's say, program A with a manufacturing company, but you've not yet an equivalent for a finance company that's also one of your clients. Maybe you have run a three-day leadership equivalent for a finance company that's one of your clients. Maybe you've run a three-day leadership retreat for company X, but not yet for company Y. And this is what this simple exercise reveals. The gaps that exist on this board, this piece of paper, this screen, that's your white space. So literally what this represents are, one, revenue streams you're not taking advantage of, and that is an opportunity cost. So this is money you could have, but you've not yet actually done something about this. We'll come to that. And secondly, money-making opportunities which you are seeding. Giving to the competition. Another freelance trainer or training company may take advantage of this white space because you're not offering something and they are. And this is really what happens in most marketplaces, whether it's training, whether it's something else. There are gaps left and right, top and down, but you've to spot them, you've to do something about them. And if you're not, you're overlooking opportunity. That's a cost to your business. And secondly, you're risking allowing the competition in because they're more than likely looking at your relationship with the client and thinking, how can I unseat that person and get the business too? Training is a competitive business, right? We're all there doing our thing. We're trying to win a client. And sometimes that means moving someone else off that position so we can get in and, and sell. So we need to think of this as a strategic window to the marketplace where is the money i'm leaving on the table are there training coaching facilitation programs i could be selling i'm selling them to company a but not yet to company b why what is the value of these business opportunities to you as a coach as a trainer as a facilitator what is your competition offering in this space are they offering something like what you're offering to company a but not company b Is there competition in this space? Maybe there's not. Maybe there's something that you could offer that no one else can do. And the way you do it is valuable, so much so that you're in with a great chance to make some money from this offering. It could be a retreat, it could be a bunch of things that no one else has thought of doing, but you could do. Where have you a stronger story than your competition in this white space? Where have you a stronger story than your competition in this white space? And what can you do to validate your client's needs? How would you go about testing whether there is an opportunity as a trainer, as a facilitator, to sell a program to someone with this need? How would you validate that need? What questions would you ask? What meetings would you have? How can you find out what your client really needs from you this year next year. And the reason I'm saying this is that many trainers, and I've been here before, I know exactly what it's like to be like this, we react to what the market needs. Rather than being proactive, we are reactive. So what does proactive mean? It means having a conversation to understand and to learn about your client's needs before they happen. Being a trusted advisor, helping them to realize what's coming down the track, what's around the corner, and educating them on the value of choosing, let's say, training program A and doing it this way, because this is how this particular way of doing things will solve that problem. So if you are an order taker, which means that you deliver training only when someone asks you for it, there is a danger that you are part of a lineup where someone literally is having a price conversation with you. But when you're helping to educate your customers about things they perhaps don't yet realize they know or could have and it's something you perhaps you offer they don't know you offer, didn't realize you offer for other people, that becomes a value conversation and you're in there before other people are. So, what can you do to sell more of what you do to the clients you already have? That's the question I'm asking you today in today's episode. How can you sell more of what you already do, but to the clients you already have, but have not yet sold everything you do to those people. Because the white space exercise makes us think that before we worry about chasing new business and, you know, it's tempting to get stuck into chasing down new clients, what about maximizing the accounts that you already have? Because this is exactly what account managers do. And I think that as a training business owner, as a self-employed coach, freelance facilitator, call it what you will, your responsibility is to maximize the opportunity that you have in front of you. Your responsibility is to maximize the opportunity that you have in front of you. So I'd like you to, as your homework this week, write down at least three more questions. Which questions would you ask yourself here? Hmm. What is the competition offering that I'm not offering? What could I offer to client A that I'm already offering to client B, but have not yet approached client A about? How can I sell more of what I already do to the clients I have? And what can I do to validate my client's needs, perhaps even before they realize that they have those needs? Now, as you come up with answers to those questions, think long, deep, and hard about the implication This is money. We're not doing this to exercise the brain. That is, of course, a payoff. We're doing this exercise to help us to think commercially. Because if we're not doing it, someone else is. What is your plan to take action here? I want to, as your coach, just be there to keep you accountable. I'm a trainer. I'm a coach. I'm both of those things. I'm I'm accredited in both of those TAP trainer, FeeTech trainer and I've a couple of other training qualifications. I'm also a coach, and I've written a book on sales coaching. And that's my brand in the marketplace. People come to me for sales training, sales coaching, specifically sales coaching. But maybe there are things which I'm offering that don't meet clients' exact needs, or maybe there are things I should be offering I don't offer at all. I haven't yet realized this. And I'm being honest with you, Because sometimes it takes a client conversation for someone to say to me, Mark, uh, do you do do this? And I go, that's a great idea. I never thought of that. Because we all have white spots or white space or blind spots. There are things we could sell, but don't sell or haven't thought of selling. And I spoke of an important client of mine recently. We're thinking of consolidating teams in Manila and Singapore. That's the client organization and hiring new line managers and building a new coaching program for sales leaders. So there are three distinct needs there. But when I thought about those, I asked myself, hang on a sec, which one of these can I really help with or help solve? Not the first one, because my job is not change management. A colleague of mine, Andrew, does that extremely well. Change management's not my area. That's that gone uh I could possibly cooperate with him in some respect, bring him in in some ways to work with a client. But the same thing is true of number two. I'm not hiring. I'm not a recruitment specialist. That's not my strength either. Someone else I know called Helen, she's a star in that area. And again, I could possibly outsource that to her. But the third thing is my strength, which is designing, developing, delivering sales coaching programs for sales leaders. So I challenge you to run this exercise and think which other clients are doing things that I'm not doing for other people. I have a client, but I'm not offering them the same thing I'm offering to someone else. Maybe you could offer that to that client because what you need actually is to maximize the opportunity, maximize the possibility, and this means uncovering white space and doing something about this? How can I offer more of what I offer to people who need what I offer? That is white space. So let's say there is an opportunity there for $30,000 worth of training. Now, if you look around your whiteboard here and you realize, hang on a sec, I'm not doing this for company A, top left, Mm, and I think I'm doing it for company B, what if I approach company A and tell them the story or share the feedback I'm getting from helping company B, um, maybe that would help to convince company A that I could help them in this area. Now, this is a very simple example, but I could say, you know, hey, Sheena, um, I'm running program X for company Y. I'm currently getting great feedback. I'd love to offer the same program to you so we can get results like that for your customer service team. When suits you to speak. So what people want to know is, what are you doing for people like me? And this is the beauty of white space. When you uncover an opportunity, which means that you're doing something for company A, but not company B or vice versa, you can take the results, the story, and share them with the company you're not offering that thing to. Does that make sense? You're spreading a viral story. And what people really want to hear is not about your program, but about the results of your program. So white space analysis is a great exercise. Either when you are the incumbent in a market or when you are entering a new market, you have to think, what can I offer? What does the market need? Where is the white space? And what is my plan to offer a product, a program, a training, a workshop in that area, so I don't overlook that opportunity, opportunity to make money. Because it's so easy to focus on the relationships that you have? What about the relationships you don't yet have or haven't maximized? It's so easy to focus on the, the products, the programs that you're selling, and to get stuck in the mindset of selling only those things to only those clients. But what about the ones you could be selling you've not yet developed, or you are selling but not yet to other clients on your grid, on your marketplace? So I'd like you to do a few things, okay? Write down all the things you currently offer. If you like, write that down top right, across the top. Down the left-hand side, write down the names of uh, customers or even companies you've not yet done business with and say, what does the market need? What does my market need? Where are the gaps? What are they worth? What can I do to validate my assumptions? And what am I going to do about them? Can you talk to your current training clients to better understand their needs? Can you repurpose one of your programs so it meets the needs of you know, that specific client? Uh, are you better off sticking to what you do and serving only those clients? Sometimes it makes sense to say no, actually, to new business, unless it's really niched or core to what you do, because I'm a firm believer in focus. But maybe there are gaps that you can serve profitably but you've not yet thought of them. And this is the goal of this white space exercise. Now, if you're stuck, maybe bring someone else in to help you like a friend or a colleague and run this as an exercise, even with your team. If you've got a team of people, that is. This all sounds like work, but I think that when we as independent trainers, as coaches, facilitators, training business owners, consultants in learning and development, when we understand that there are gaps. There are always gaps. If we can learn to spot those gaps and sell more where those gaps exist, this means making more money from your training, from your coaching, from your facilitation. And this is what being in business is all about. Okay? So this week, I want to leave that with you. Think about the white space. Run that exercise. Ask yourself those questions. Go back and listen to this episode again and think deep and hard. There must be out there, there must be conversations I've not yet had, I could be having. There are people who'd love to talk to me about the thing I'm currently doing for company A, but not doing for company B. What is the case study, the value add that I can tell and use a great story to communicate? And these are the low-hanging pieces of fruit. These are companies with whom you have a relationship, but perhaps you've not yet offered those things to those companies, and they're... Out there looking for people like you. Perhaps they don't realize that you do these things, but don't yet do it for them. This is white space analysis. So I want to leave that with you this week. That's your homework. Think about the current relationship you have, think of the about the opportunities, and think about what things you're going to do to take advantage of those and convert them into revenue streams. Okay, so thanks for your time. Please keep those emails coming. Mark at trainingbusiness.com. I read emails individually and reply personally. If there's something I can help you with, please drop me a line, mark at trainingbusiness.com. Please tell other people about the show because it really helps to know that what I'm doing and what the team, Sam and James, are doing each week is something which you find valuable. If you've got suggestions for content for guests, please let me know. I'll do my very best to have those guests on the show, whether they're authors or other Content or subject matter experts. I will do my very best to get them on the show. But in the meantime, please keep plugging away, keep going, keep training, and keep doing what we are all as trainers, as coaches, as facilitators, as consultants privileged to do, which is to serve other people. And today, in March 22, I think given what's going on right now in the world, serving people is more important than ever. Until next week. Bye for now. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.